2: Emergency pod time in classic fashion, about 45 minutes to an hour after we wrapped up our normal Monday pod, the Avs go ahead and get that Valnachushkin extension done. Eight years, 6.125 is the AAV. Uh, Jesse Montano, AJ Hafley, Evan Raul here. Uh, on with you guys. We were all kind of scattered out. I was getting my hair cut. Megan's at the gym. Rudo's a little MIA, still sick. So we we scraped the pieces together. So you are stuck with me hosting again today. Uh, but we do have uh, Evan back with us. Evan, good to see, you, man.
1: Yeah, hey, good to see you.
2: Uh, it's been a minute. Been a minute. Good to have you on here. I know. I like
1: that hat. Big uh, big deal. Brings me out of retirement. Brings the couch back. That's
2: right. Have to floor sitters rise up.
1: Um,
2: oh, yeah. so yeah, obviously this won't be a crazy long pod. We do have to get into this. It was a big enough deal that we said, no, we do need to get, uh, in front of the camera and talk about this one. So I already said the, ter- or the, 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 details eight years, six, one, 6.125 per year. Um, I put out a tweet that said, look, there's a little bit higher dollar figure than I was expecting, uh, for a little bit longer term than I was expecting. I don't think you can say definitively it's bad. Um, or else you can say definitively it's good. This is another one of those deals where time will tell. The ABS are definitely um, placing a be- pretty big bet here on Big Val. AJ, we'll start with you. Just your kind of overall thoughts when you saw um, the initial terms.
3: Sticker shock, man. For sure, there's some real sticker shock because when it was like eight years, I was like, okay, well. The way that this typically, like, historically works is that for people who are not the Nathan McKinnons, Connor McDavids of the world, uh, if you get an eight-year deal, you typically give a little on AAV. We saw this last year. Great example. Last year, Gabe Landeskog. Eight years, but stopped at $7 million when there was talks that he might have a $9 million per year offer on the table out on the on the open market. We'll never know if that was true or not, but... At seven million, it felt like okay. That's a pretty fair deal, just given comps and cap not going up very much, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um. But this one, um, this one ended up higher than I had ticketed at a on the AAV, uh, and especially given the eight years, because a, a again eight years, you typically get a little bit lower annual number there, and. I, when I saw the eight years, I thought, wow, I wonder if they were able to get because I was expecting like somewhere in the range of six years at 5.5, 5.75. It's kind of mm-hmm. where I had mentally prepared myself for this to land. Yep. And uh, for it to go eight, 6.1, when I saw the eight, I thought, wow, maybe they got this thing down to 5.25 or 5.1. And then for it to be both over six. And eight years felt like um, there must be, they must have some sort of uh, information that uh, these dudes, that that, that there was going to be a big, big free agent offer headed his way from, had had to be more than at least one team for them to be comfortable doing that. So,
2: so, so, so here, here are my thoughts in, in, in that light, I thought the exact same thing I said. They must have some pretty good knowledge that he had some big-time offers out there. And look, yeah. this is your own guy. You believe in him. Um, you know, you're know, you going to know him better than anybody else. So they were very, very motivated to keep this. Evan, I'll, I'll ask you the same question before we get into a little bit more of the specifics. Just your kind of initial thoughts uh, at the deal.
1: It was kind of like AJ. I had mentally prepared myself for like the Zach Hyman contract that he had gotten it yeah. into last year because that was kind of who I was looking at maybe the comp um, that was my comp actually the eight years is kind of what's throwing me off the most here because like you know UFAs I expect the money to sometimes be ridiculous and you know it's higher than I thought it was going to be but the halves don't typically give out eight years and like Cal McCarr got six years and that's a guy you want to commit as much time to so it's the eight years that are throwing me off and yeah, it's it's a big sticker shock there. And uh, for a guy who's had one fifteen goal season, which would have been last year, the first time he passed 15 goals, and first time he's hit 35 points in his career, and chose a good year to have it. Um, but, yeah, the Avs must have had some sort of intel that there's – they got rid of this legal tampering period because they must have been like, everyone knows it's out there. Yeah. Like, we don't care anymore.
3: <laughs> they actually did it for TV, but, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like everyone knows where each goal he's going right now. It's yeah. ridiculous. So the Avs absolutely had an idea of what's coming. And this is, I, I now I want to know what he could have gotten on the open market. Cause this deal seems really high to me.
2: Right. And look like, I mean, it, it is one of those things where Val, Nichushkin has, he's been here for three years. He's gotten better. It seems like every time you've watched him play, uh, his role has elevated. Several times now with the Avs, he played a massive role in this postseason run. It's very clear. They're looking at this guy and saying first line winger for the next six to eight years. Um, and, and look, if you get that out of him and, and he builds on what he did last year, then 6.1, who cares? But you're, 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 you're banging pretty heavily off that. I, I I to me there's reasons to think he can do it, and there's reasons to think maybe he can't get quite back to that production wise. AJ, I know that was the production's been a big sticking point for you.
3: Yeah, and as Evan mentioned, like it, these are all he he has a career high in goals, assists, points, shooting percentage, all on the same season, his shots, his shot attempts, uh all way way up way like way higher also his ice time you know before before this year he had never averaged more than 15 minutes of ice time in a single season and this year he finished at 1902 so they're they're like look like there are serious red flags here if this guy had been a free agent on a different team that the avalanche had signed I would be looking at it and say it was a seven year deal at the same number instead of an eight year deal, just you know. Right. Um I'd be looking at this and saying, look, this is a really big risk because the this is a these are guys that uh, this this is a guy that like look, he was he was on the third line scoring as many points as Tyson Jost was a year ago, you know, two years ago. This guy's been in code and we were thrilled with that. Valdichuushkin having a twenty seven point season when he got here was a tremendous development for the Avalanche. That was a huge win for them. And then this year, uh, not only not only do all of these things happen, you know he has he has career highs and all these, but the scoring environment in the NHL exploded. More guys than ever were having career years, point per game seasons and this and that and he had 52 points in 62 games. So it's not like his personal scoring went way up, but it's not like it's not like he went out and had the Kevin Fiala 85 point season. You know, it wasn't like he had the Ryan Hartman 34 goal year where you're like there's no way this guy is ever doing this again, right? <laughs> but even in that environment, none of those things happened for him. And so you wonder, like, you, you, I do think that there is reason to be concerned about this, but I can tell you for me personally, I'm not worried about any of it. I'm just not, I mean, we've watched him play next to Nathan McKinnon throughout the postseason. Hmm. We watched normally what happens is great analytics guys, especially middle six guys, bottom six guys. They get, they get promoted into higher roles because their analytics say, this guy's a monster. You got to give him more. You got to give him more. And those numbers get worse because they're going against better competition. This dude, this dude had great underlying numbers, gets promoted into the top six and his numbers, all of his underlying numbers blow the fuck up, get even better. His production explodes and he turns into a top three or four player for them in a Stanley Cup run. Yeah. I i mean, and it's easy. It's really, really easy. And time will tell if the Avalanche are in the midst of doing this right now. But it's really, really easy to, to fall in love with your guys in a cup run when everything breaks your way. And it's like this vision that you had of how the team should work comes together. And it's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and it all works your way. Right. How how much of that is repeatable? How much of that is something that you can really rely on to continue moving forward? And I think when you watch Natushkin play and you see how the Abs play, you see the perfect marriage of a certain style uh, and and a skill set that is badly needed in this in the Avalanche group, and how it just made their top six so much better and harder to play against every line that he was on was that much harder to play against. So I've got major concerns about this. I listed them. I'm not worried about them because I think the fit between the player and the team is perfect. It's exceptional. Mm -hmm. He elevated all of them. I believe that he's going to be just fine. Even if he just remains a 50 point player and it's in 82 games instead of 62 games, I'm thrilled. If I could get eight more years of him doing 25, 27, I'm thrilled, especially when you consider 6.125 might be a lot today, but when that cap explodes in two to three years, yep, that $6 million is going to be what they're paying. It's going to look like JT Confer's contract today by the end of it. It's going to be peanut. It's going to be fine. You're just not going to be sweating it that much. And I think, I think, you know, barring another pandemic, shutting everything down in the NHL, I guess, but I, I'm the sticker shock was there, but I think that over the long haul, this guy has a game. He has a game and a style that's going to age. Well, he fits in great. I'm good with it, man. I'm good. I'm not going to, I don't want to nitpick this one.
2: So there's two things there that I wanted to, to circle back to and, and Evan, maybe get your opinion on as well. Um, one it's that last thing you just said there. And this is something that we had talked about earlier in the week. This is a guy and, and look, obviously the production pays, right? So, so I don't want to eliminate that altogether, but this is a guy who the way he plays and the effort he puts in, it is really easy to see value in him aside from his points. Um, so, so that's, that's number one. He brings a lot of there he is. He brings a lot of value, um, to the team other than the point production. Then when you add the point production on top of that, it's even better. Evan, this is the part I was going to ask you about. AJ made the comment. If this is a free agent from another team you're bringing in, you're looking at this saying, whoa, this is a huge risk. How does it make you feel better the way it does for me that this is a guy that comes from within your team, within your organization that you know him a little bit better. Does it make you feel a little bit more comfortable on a, on a risk like that?
1: Oh, absolutely. Because, he has a history with these guys and he's built, this is the first time this playoff run was the first time in forever where Jared Bednar did not have to default to the big line. Like he was just like, no, we have, we can spread these guys out. And nuke is the big part of that. Like you, you feel better because he's got a history. Like he showed chemistry with McKinnon. Not a lot of guys have shown that in the past. And
2: yeah, he's hard to play that.
1: That is something that, you know, I have sticker shock too, but the reality is if he's playing with McKinnon for maybe eighty percent of a season, you know, he should be able to get fifty points easily and live up to this contract. Because I don't think anyone really, especially on on this podcast or Megan or anyone, has any concerns about the rest of this guy's game.
3: Everything about
1: this guy's game is I said it on Twitter, like he if a coach could build a forward, they might legitimately build Valerina Shushkin because he has everything you want. So it's just a matter of the the production. And if, you know, he's going to be in the top six, they're paying him to play in the top six. And, you know, he just has to produce and that's it. Cause there's no other questions.
2: Well, there's, there's the story that, you know, has been circulating now within the last year, as Val has kind of blown up that at his rookie year training camp, Yarmir Yager told members of the media, this kid's going to be the best player in the league in a few years. So just keep your eyes out. So like to your point, Evan, of, all the tools, the physicality, the, the way he's actually built it, You can't find a player that has, that has everything. And we saw him start to put it together there in the last third of the season into the playoffs, stuff like that, where he looked like a dominant top 10 player. Uh, Rudo. Good to see you. Yeah. Um, Thoughts on the Val deal? One day to
0: try and get healthy, and this happens.
2: (laughs) That's all right. It's
0: the season, brother. Yeah, I know it. You'll be okay tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) The that price probably a touch high for me, given that it's an eight-year deal. Um, I think the end of that, you're definitely a little bit concerned, given Val's a pretty big guy, plays a pretty heavy game at times. At age 34, you do wonder about that a little bit. in the immediate, if he's the guy he was this year for the next two, three, four years, it's perfectly fine. I would I would have liked to see it under six for sure, but am I going to nitpick five hundred k? No.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I think in the point Ruta that we were making, kind of off the top, is this makes it pretty obvious there was not only widespread league interest in him, but people were willing to pay. There were going to be some teams that were going to pony up. I'm assuming even more than this.
0: Yeah. I'm sure some team would have given like seven or something insane. Right. Right. But...
2: Right. Um, and so look, the abs, the abs wanted him. They see this as a, as a big part of what they're doing. And um, I, I someone in someone, not one of our abs people in the DNVR chat, but you know, said a, something along the lines of like, yeah, look, the, the, the abs are ponying up like people can't now get mad that they bargain bin hunt and that they don't keep their guys or whatever. They're spending the money they need to spend to, to keep the guys here. They think are important.
0: The, the one thing I will say is he did have a career high shooting percentage last year, shot nearly 14%. You do expect that to come down a little bit at 6 million. You really, really need this guy to be a 20 goal scorer in your top six. He needs to put the puck in the back of the net. So that's something he's going to have to keep up. Granted, he only played 62 games this year and put in 25. So if this is a guy that you can get to stay healthy, which he's done an okay job of in his career in Colorado, he's been a pretty healthy player, only missed six games in 1920 and just won in 2021. Uh, so if he's healthy for you and his goal scoring is consistent,
3: I think you'll be happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, so – I'm going to cut out those weird years in Dallas. Yeah, uh, where he shot 6.5% and then zero. <laughs> uh, every other every other season in his career, every other full season, I will also ignore the eight games where he did not score a goal. 10.9, um, 11.5, 10.2, 13.9. Uh, so you're, you're talking, even if that 13.9 goes back to his career norm of the 10-11 range, you're talking about, Two to three goals here. Yeah. Over the he course also, of
0: defense. he also did shoot significantly more this year than he ever has in his career
3: yeah. For the record. Which before you hopped on, I had mentioned that all of those numbers across the board are way up. But also correlated with all those numbers being higher is his ice time. And I don't think I don't think we're ever looking back at Val Natushkin and then well, I don't think any anytime in the next five years the expectation should be Val Natushkin is not in your top six not playing 16 17 18 minutes a night for you. I
0: yeah. think
3: the expectation is now with this contract there's no more whatever we get from him is fine. Yeah, yeah. agreed. It's now expectations. Yep. Yeah. The pressure is on. He has to live up to his end of this now. The Abs rewarded him for being the reclamation project that worked out, the one home run that they hit in that that regard. Um now, 100% just... 100% rewarded him. Now it's on him.
2: Let me throw this out there, too, because when was the last time the Avs had a – I'm going to go ahead and call him a top-line guy, right? He's kind of got paid like one. I think that's kind of the expectation. You're going to play with McKinnon. When was the last time the Avs had a guy like this who played on their top line, who killed penalties, who played on the power play? I mean, this is a, a legitimate star for the Avs who does everything. This isn't JT Comfer, Swiss Army Knife. This guy's out there late in games to keep the other team from scoring. He's out there late in games to try to score when the abs are down by one. Uh, Evan, AJ, Rudo, do any of you guys remember the last time they had a guy quite like this, kind of in this tier of the roster?
0: They haven't had one. I mean, you could kind of like say Ryan O'Reilly, right? But they haven't had one that does the things Val does the way he does, particularly on the forecheck. He's yep. just been so unbelievably good at, at getting in and doing those things. I guess maybe you look at Gabe Landeskog a little bit Thank in a you. similar fashion.
3: I was going to say maybe, mm-hmm. maybe like stylistically a little different, but he, like, we're talking about Landy here.
0: And, and Landy's great and they use him in that way, but Val brings a little bit of a different element, I think just with the tenacity on on puck hounding a little bit. Not that Landy can't do it, but that Val is just an absolute maniac. You know, he's chasing, chasing down people huge. with the puck.
2: And he's huge. That that reach is ridiculous.
0: Yeah. So I, I really do think he does bring something very unique, especially when he's playing to his best. Um, again, if you get 60 points out of this guy in an 82-game season, he's worth every penny that the Avs have paid him. If you get 40 30. out of them that's where you're like, uh- oh,
3: but if he if he does 52 every single year if he does this yeah you're, fine. you're that, fine every single year of this contract, you're incredibly happy yeah yeah if um, he does it for the you, next five years and yeah. you win another cup or two along the way. you're thrilled with it. you don't worry about how a deal like that ages if you go out and you win another Stanley Cup like are any of us ever gonna p- complain about the Gabe Landeskog contract ever? Nope, they win nope. a cup in year one, and however he ages and whatever that ends up being, that will be the problem for the end of that deal. We do not give a shit about it. It's now, I know he's for a Val, little yeah. different because he's a legacy guy, and his number is going to get retired and blah, 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 blah. But, but It's really not uh, that different. I think it's the same for Val. But like, I do, he... I mean, when you do look at uh, the, the age that Shushkin's at, He's only going to be in his mid thirties. There's a reason to believe here that he can he can age fine into this.
1: Yeah, they it's just cool. have
3: to get a little bit. They just have to get a little bit lucky with those 30, 32 to thirty four years.
1: Yeah, and it's been a minute since Kog consistently was used in the penalty killing. Like yeah. that was early in his career. And actually, I kind of wonder like if the can av- Nuke is now a top six fi- fixture, might be on the top line if the Avs maybe like. Don't you back say. off, back off using him on the penalty kill a little bit during the regular season. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah, I mean I save him,
3: him for the playoffs and things later in the I, year. I'm good with that. If they wanna if they wanna use Most him on the PK during baby. the postseason, I'm good with that. But don't just be like, oh, he's a top six guy now, so now he can't play special. No, this is part of why you paid him. You have to let him be who he is. I'm in agreement. Get that with you. value. Just, get that value out of the guy some from logic being who he is. <laughs> uh, I, I absolutely think that you're but you're on to something though, because that's hundred percent how coaches act.
2: Uh got a few super chats here. Definitely want to make sure we get to. Uh two dollars from Ragnar Lothbrook. Two dollars here, AJ's couch GM opinions. Isn't that why we're all here? Love DNBR. Thank
3: you so much. It's been a weird Mr. day on Twitter, man. It's been a weird Mr. day on Twitter.
2: This truly, as always, $5 plutonium and uranium are very expensive. So makes sense. Love you all. And then a very generous $100 from Matthew Kerfman, not usually able to make it for the live shows. So consider this uh, AAV for the entire season of great coverage. Thank you so much. Seriously, uh, you guys don't know what that means to us. Just to have that kind of support uh, from all of you guys that you're here, not only willing to listen to us, uh, but spend money on us and and, and send us uh, very kind words.
0: It's uh, it's crazy that we can just randomly go live and 450 <laughs> people show up. Right,
2: right, right. <laughs> uh, do either of you guys have anything else? I think we kind of touched on all the major stuff. I, I I don't doubt for a second this contract will come up tomorrow and when we do our the big live show on Wednesday. But anything else to just kind of wrap up the emergency
3: point? Uh, point that I made earlier today. Uh, they didn't have any second line guys signed. Now they have now one. They do. And uh, we still weirdly have not gotten Colorado's qualifying off our list. They are, they're uh, always the last one to like, yeah, release it. In. They are typically last about it, but they're not usually... It's been two and a half hours since the <laughs> passed and we still don't know. Now granted, the only mystery was Abe Kubel and that got solved this morning, courtesy of Peter Baugh. Yep. So it's not really that big of a deal, but Lekkinen 100 percent got a qualifying offer. Lekkinen <laughs> will be back. He will be next year. So you can essentially look and say, okay, five of the six guys for Colorado's top six are. It's just that under C organizational C control. That's the big question mark. Yeah. The big question mark. Josh Manson, second line center. Those are the those are your roster spots that you really have to wonder about right now. Um, I will add. I think it's very,
0: very important for teams to have a Russian tie to keep a Russian pipeline open. Uh, through the mid-2010s, the Avs did a very good job of that and getting Russian talent because they had other Russians on the team. Right now, Val is the, the only team. Russian on the Avs. Uh, he there or are, the he's av- not technically Russian, right? He's, he's Bulgarian. Belarus.
3: Bulgaria. So...
0: so the, yeah, it's Bulgaria.
2: I think My he's bad. got two or three flags on his elite prospects. Base. I can't
3: get it straight, man. I, I honestly, know one of them's I'm, Russia. I'm never gonna get it. I give up. But either way,
0: having a Russian or two locked up and on your team that can be a contact for you when it comes to future free agents or kids oh, yeah. draft guys that you can have a little bit of a Russian connection there. Very good point. Goes yeah. a long way.
1: So understand. you're saying they should go find one to play second line center that <laughs> might be hitting the market a couple of days. <laughs> so what you're saying?
2: Well, so and and it it did look like I think it was Chris Johnston said that Malkin is going to, at the very least, test the market.
1: Yeah, he's he's hitting the market. My only thing about this contract we haven't brought it up. Um, we can all assume. I mean, at this point, Kadri is unlikely to come back. Um, yeah. Lekkinen. Filled in a lot on that first power play, but we might see nuke there. And that might be a way to sustain some offensive production from this. Put him in that bumper oh, the First power playing unit. Cause that's, if you look at all the charts that are going up, power is like the one that's like super low compared to everything. And maybe that's, that's another way to get a lot out of this contract too. Um, and then, yeah, the other thing is I wish his agent had negotiated my Jersey deal that I bought this morning. I could have got a better deal.
2: You know, just a little bit too late
1: yeah i know just a little bit
2: one more quick super chat on the way out uh 13 canadian from 22 paper dolls quietly deletes my panicked tweets
3: look you're off work go get high <laughs> uh
2: cool is everyone good feeling good
3: honestly i just want to sit here and talk about free agency for the next five hours but it's fine yeah we're good I'll say, <laughs>
2: we, we have we have to do that tomorrow and then we I have understand. a five-hour show the next day
3: I understand. I just it, this is the most Please. exciting time of year, so I just oh, it's won't great. talk about okay. it all the Look, day. Look,
0: that just means it's time to become a DNVR member, and AJ going to be typing up a storm in the Discord. So, Rudo, yeah, you, you can true. take
2: us out. I I hijacked your your host. No, I'm here.
0: glad you did because I showed up late. So, now you're good. man tries to take a quick little nap and Valachouskin gets signed. Yeah. So, oh, <laughs> thank you at for the, the two dollars yeah. at the buzzer. Uh, happy to predict Val from being drafted by Putin. Uh, yeah, <laughs>
1: no,
0: it's not a not a great situation over there. So we'll leave that where it is. We'll get out of here, hopefully, for the last time today, unless Lecky gets signed in a couple hours, and we'll be <laughs> back again. Uh, we love all of you so much. Again, tomorrow, if you want to see us in person and you're around, come on down to DevCamp and Family Sports Center. Wednesday, we'll be live all day, hanging out, watching free agency. So we hope to see you there. But until the Avs do something else, we'll talk to you on the next one. Oh, God, where's the button? I wasn't ready. <laughs>